Let the whole earth shout joyfully to God. Sing about the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awe-inspiring are your works. Your enemies will cringe before you because of your great strength. The whole earth will worship you and sing praise to you. They will sing praise to your name. Come and see the wonders of God. His acts for humanity are awe-inspiring. Psalm 66, 1 through 5. Good morning, IBC. It's good to be with you this morning. I'm sorry I'm late. I've been having trouble. I've tried two times to record on Facebook Live, and both times it didn't happen. So I'm trying it again, and we'll post it in just a few moments. Thank you for being patient, and thank you for joining us today for our morning devotion. It's a new day and a new week, and how wonderful it is to start the day with in the presence of God. I hope you had a good night's rest. I pray that you are already getting a good start to your day, and um, who knows the opportunities that God will place before us today, the challenges that we will face this week, and um, God is always good and faithful to us. This morning, we're going to read and meditate on one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's found in Philippians chapter 2, Philippians 2, verses 5 to 11. So we're going to read that passage in just a little bit, meditate on it, and, and see what God wants to say to us about our discipleship. First, let's pray and ask God to prepare our hearts. God, thank you for this new day. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your grace and mercy that are fresh and new every day. We look forward to not only the new day, but the new week ahead as we're beginning here on Monday morning. We thank you that you're going to be present with us at all times. We thank you that you're going to provide everything we need for our lives. You even promised to provide provide for us in such a way that we can be a blessing to other people. We look forward to that. So Lord, as we get ready for the day and the week, we pray that your word will equip us, empower us, train us in righteousness, and get us ready for obedience. Holy Spirit, we ask you to teach us today to to make or to uh, communicate these words off the pages of our Bible in a way that will penetrate our lives and transform who we are, and how we live for you. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. So let's read Philippians 2, verses 5 to 11. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. I read a story this week about a, a couple, their authors and conference leaders, who were traveling uh, in the northwest part of the United States. Uh, they had uh, uh, 
arranged a, a small private plane to fly them to their next destination. And as they were approaching their destination, the pilot uh, said to them, they were just sitting right beside the pilot at the small plane, the, the pilot said to him, all right, we've, we've just crossed over the Puget Sound and we're making our final uh, approach to the runway. And the pilot who enjoyed you know, instructing and informing people about flying said to them, the, the, the most important thing now is attitude. And uh, the husband, the, the man uh, of the couple, said, um, I think you mean altitude, right? And the pilot said, no, 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 not altitude, attitude. The most important thing right now as we're approaching the runway to make our landing, the most important thing is the attitude of the plane. And what I mean is this, if, if the nose is too high, then when you hit the runway, it, it could bounce and be very rough, not only for us, but rough for the plane. But if the nose is too low, then you've, you've, you've hit the runway at an excessive uh, speed and you could lose control of the plane. So the trick to a soft landing, a good soft landing is always attitude, no matter what the atmospheric conditions. Well, that is a good picture of what Paul is teaching us in these verses in Philippians. Because we face all kinds of atmospheric conditions, right? We face strong winds of opposition. We, we face rough wind of challenge and struggle and sometimes suffering and sometimes uh, um, bad attitudes of, of other people. And so the key to our discipleship is having the right attitude. And Paul has instructed us here of what forms the right attitude. And what forms our right attitude is the same thing that formed the attitude of Christ Jesus. He says in verse 5, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. Now, this passage, passage contains some very powerful verbs. And having a good attitude requires good actions. A verb is an action word. And so we see in these verses four impressive actions that Jesus took that formed the right attitude that we are to model and adapt, adopt for ourselves. Here they are. The first is found in verse 7. He emptied himself. Now that's difficult. It's difficult for us to empty ourselves. And look at it this way. The more you have, the more difficult it is to empty. And Jesus had everything, has everything. In verse 6, Paul reminds us that Jesus is God. He didn't have to consider himself equal with God because he is God. But when he came to earth to provide salvation for us, he did not exploit his divinity. Verse 7 says, instead, he emptied himself. It's impossible for us to have the right attitude if we do not empty ourselves. The second action Jesus took was that he assumed the form of a servant. He, he served. That's something, isn't it? You might think of the gospel stories, and you might remember perhaps in John 13, in which Jesus took his outer 
uh, garment off and he he picked up a basin of water and he wrapped a towel around himself and and he went around the room and washed the disciples feet he was a servant in fact when the disciples were trying to decide who was the greatest Jesus said that whoever is the least whoever is the lowest is the greatest for the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many so the second action that is necessary it's a must for the right attitude is a servant attitude to be a servant to others the third action that Jesus took was that he humbled himself now it just came to my attention that these probably are not necessarily in order in fact in in order to be a servant I must first humble myself and Jesus humbled himself the word means to make oneself low and when we go back to that scene in John 13 we see Jesus lowering himself he lowered himself to the feet the dirty stinky feet of those disciples it's impossible to have the right attitude if we think too highly of ourselves in fact we're warned about that throughout the scriptures in the Proverbs Solomon taught us that pride comes before the fall so I think it might be a better strategy to humble myself rather than to be humiliated by pride so Jesus humbled himself he emptied himself he served and he humbled himself and the fourth action he took was that he was obedient Paul wrote that he beca he became obedient to the point of death now that is extreme obedience that kind of obedience is very difficult it's a sacrifice in order to have the right attitude I must will be willing to make a sacrifice to give my life for the cause of Christ but Jesus wasn't just obedient to the point of death even to death on a cross Paul reminded us and let's remember that to die on a cross was a curse in the first century and let's remember that the New Testament teaches that Jesus became our curse so these are four primary actions that form the right attitude a Christ-like attitude that is necessary for us to be fruitful followers of Jesus so if we call ourselves Jesus followers disciples Christians then we will want to emulate the actions of Jesus so that we can adopt for ourselves the attitude of Christ Jesus that is we empty ourselves we serve others we humble ourselves and we're completely obedient to death that does not necessarily mean physical death though it could but it does absolutely mean a spiritual death Jesus said that if you want to be my disciple you must deny yourself take up the cross and follow me daily and so giving our lives as a sacrifice Paul wrote in Romans 12 giving our lives as a sac as a sacrifice is the life of a disciple a follower of Jesus but having the right attitude is not the only thing that's required of a disciple you and I both know people who are not believers who have good attitudes they're humble 
They uh, often empty themselves of resources to benefit others. They are obedient to their supervisors or their employees. They, they like to serve people, but they're not a believer. Those are good attitudes that they have, even though they're not following Jesus. And I believe anywhere you see truth lived out in a person, that truth is inspired by Jesus. But what is important not only to our attitude is our worship. So we must have the right attitude formed by emptiness and humility and service and obedience. But we also must have the right worship. For this reason, Paul wrote in verse 9, God highly exalted Jesus and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, and in verse 11 every tongue will confess. So if we have the right attitude, but we don't have the right worship, we're not going to be fruitful followers of Jesus. In fact, if we have the wrong worship, we're going to be miserable followers of Jesus. So the right attitude and the right worship are like twin sisters that are crucial to our effectiveness and our joy as a follower of Jesus. So we might ask ourselves the question this morning as we're starting the day, what's, what's my attitude? Am I humble? Do I have a servant's heart? Have I emptied myself of all selfish ambitions so that I can be completely obedient to Christ? But in that right attitude, do I exalt Christ as my Lord? Do I confess him as my Lord? Do I worship him and love him with all of my heart, mind, body, and strength? If we're going to be fruitful today, if we're going to have a fruitful and effective witness this week, if we hope to meet the challenges and the opportunities that we're going to have this day and this week, then we must make sure that we have the right attitude and the right worship. Father, we thank you for this new day and new week. And we pray that whatever about our attitude is wrong, whether our nose is too high or too low, whether we think of ourselves too highly, think of others too lowly, if we're hindered in our obedience in any way, we're trusting your Holy Spirit. will reveal that to us today so that we can make our attitude right. And Lord, if there is anything that we're placing before you, anything that we're worshiping besides you, we pray that you will reveal that to us so that we can leave it behind and worship you with all of our mind, heart, body, and strength. And Lord, we also want to lift up our church family today. People who have needs. Powell, who is uh, recovering from medical treatment a couple of weeks ago. Becky and Pearlie, who are, are on medication for, to recover from, from cancer. We pray for their healing. For Brent, we, for Azilana. These, these have physical needs we want to pray for today. We want to pray for members of our church family who have lost work or lost a portion of their salary, who are really struggling. We thank you, God, that many of our church families have adopted struggling families who have needs, and that's just a great example of the kind of people we are. You said, Jesus, that the world will know we are disciples by our love for each other. 
Lord, we also want to pray for our church planters scattered around the Philippines and Asia, from Japan to Indonesia to Ilocosur to Pangasinan, Metro Manila, Cebu, Leyte, and even down into Mindanao. We pray that you will guard their hearts from sin, guard their minds from distractions and fear and doubts, provide all their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus, give them courage and boldness to proclaim your name and make disciples. Pray you'll, we pray you'll give them an excellent, fruitful week. And Lord, we continue to pray for our national leaders, that they will have wisdom in guiding us through this pandemic. We are praying, God, that you will bring this pandemic to a close, that we can open up our churches and open up our homes and open up our lives to people. Human touch, hand-in-hand -hand service and ministry, that's what we long for. But in the meantime, we wait on you and pray that you will give us the right attitude. So, Lord, this is the day you've made. We rejoice in it. We surrender ourselves to you as your servants. Use us as you will for your glory. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me again this morning. I've enjoyed looking at this beautiful passage of Scripture with you and praying with you. I pray you have a great day and a great week, and I look forward to seeing you in the morning. God bless.